Please don't tell me you guys wore the tribal masks and drank beer in them and partied and debauched yourselves and debased yourselves and had sex in them while you were wearing the masks. Please don't tell me you did that. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's the end of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Friday, January 31st. I'm J.E. Skeets. Alongside me, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery. Taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Lily. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Tass, still on mat leave, of course. Baby Noah, though, home from the hospital. <laughs> so that's good news. Good stuff. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook, at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We went beach stepping yesterday, had some great questions. I'm still thinking about the question about who you put in to the Hall of Very Good. Oh, yeah. That could be that could be a whole episode. It really could. And people are tweeting in great suggestions, players that they think could go into the Hall of Very Good. Just a little short to make the actual Basketball Hall of Fame. So that's fun. There's a bunch of great questions in there. And, guys, hey, look. Don't forget to grab your official No Dunks merchandise at nodunks.com. Busy, action-packed drop podcast here today. We're going to discuss the new, interesting all-star format. Find out whether the guys uh, are fans of this idea or not. We got the league coming down on the Grizzlies and Knicks. We'll get to that news. And Kyle Lowry's getting pushed in the stands again. Got that. We got the pun gun. Tweet of the night. So much more. But we start here on this Friday, January 31st with our official... 2020 All-Star Reserves. They were announced last night on TNT. Here we go. Eastern Conference All-Star Reserves are Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, DeMontis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, and Bam Adebayo. Western Conference All-Star Reserves, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert is in, Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram, and Russell Westbrook. So as soon as these get announced, what does everybody do? Start screaming about the snubs, and I think you can make a case, obviously, because we did our picks earlier in the week. Nobody, as far as I can recall, went you know perfect here, going uh, 14 for 14. We had some uh, differing opinions on the last couple of spots. So let's do the game. Biggest snub <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. We'll do each conference here, okay? Biggest snub in the East. Who are you upset didn't make it or has the best case that should be in there? Well... <sighs> Uh, you know, always when you say snub, it means who you're taking out. Yep. You know, and, and who isn't deserving out of those guys. That's and a great point because you see these articles that are like the biggest snubs from the 2020 All-Star Reserves and it lists like eight guys. It's like seven, eight, nine guys. And all that really is saying is like they were in the mix. They were All-Star possibilities. Conversations. But you're right. There's never like, you can't name seven guys and then, okay, so now you're taking off seven guys? Like... I hear what you're saying. You get Lee. one snub per conference. I mean, right. I mean, really, truthfully, yeah. Or yeah. one, two max, but who is it in the East? Well, okay, so I'm just going personally. I'm saying I'm surprised that Tatum made it over Jalen Brown. Right, I thought, okay. I, okay. I had Jalen Brown in my team. And look, the numbers are very close. Their roles, you know, kind of similar as well. I just felt that Brown has been a better player this year. That's yeah. So that's my reasoning for that pick. But I don't have any problem with Jason Tatum being in there. I think he's been great as well. I think he's been a fantastic player. So, you know, I, I didn't really think the Celtics were going to get three players either. 
because they got Kemba starting. Yep. And they got Jason Jason Tatum in there now. They they I don't believe they deserve three. Um, it was it, a long shot for Tatum and Brown exactly, to both yeah, be selected. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, so and I thought they might cannibalize each other a little bit. And I think they did from the coach. I think they did. Picks. Yeah, uh, to some to some degree. I think um, you know. I don't know if we actually get to see the split in the vote from the I coach. I don't, I don't think, think so. We do. No, I don't think but they I, give you a list and yeah. like here. Look at look at Malone who he voted for. And <laughs> I, I don't think they do that. Yeah. But I think uh, I think. Brown would have got a lot of uh, consideration too from coaches, sure, but I think sure. Tatum Tatum got more. So that's for me. That's personally. But again, I, I didn't. I wasn't outraged by anybody in there. I'm glad to see. <laughs> I am. I'm glad to see Sabonis, and I'm glad to see Adebayo in there. I didn't really think uh, Sabonis was going to miss, but I thought Adebayo might have missed yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, but right. instead, he gets in. So, you know. Um, again. Who, You're who? not going to lose sleep over any of these. I, I didn't guys. lose any sleep last oh, night. Thank you. Well thank you. I've been up all night, so uh, I guess you don't take this as seriously as I do. No, I'm kidding, obviously. So who you got? Who, who okay, look, I think it's in the East, I think it's Bradley Beal. Um, now that's a, a you're right a part of it is probably because I had Bradley Beal on my team when we did this on Tuesday's podcast you had Brown yes um, well I had Beal, Beal though as well yeah you did yeah. As well. yeah okay so that's a fair point um, a lot of us actually had Beal and yeah before I start ranting some of this tongue in cheek don't get me wrong because I don't <laughs> who really cares I mean to some extent to some extent I guess I sort of do like I do Sounds feel like, like some of guys are very very deserving, and I'm a little surprised. I'm actually shocked that Bradley Beal wasn't selected, I guess what I'm getting at. Because here's why. Let me just ask you this. Besides past playoff success, which one should argue, I think could argue, has should have nothing to do with actually picking your all-star reserves, but maybe it does in, and, and probably does in the back of some coach's mind. Someone tell me the huge difference between 2019-20 Bradley Beal and 2019-20 Damian Lillard. What's the, what is the massive difference? Because, and, yeah, okay, outside, of course, them being in different conferences. I just don't know what it is. You can't, I can't be convinced otherwise. Because, again, besides any sort of past playoff success, which Lillard has, and about six wins, six wins, these guys are both walking buckets. And with Lillard in the West, it was like, he's a lock. No-brainer. Even though his team is bad, he's a lock. Okay, I just don't get where that is sort of that support for Beal in the East because you look at their per 36 minutes, they're extremely similar. In fact, Beal actually scores at a higher clip per 36, like just. But they're, like I said, they're walking buckets. Lillard hitting the three better, no doubt. That's where Beal has struggled. So you go, okay, it's their teams, but the Blazers are a disappointing 21 and 27. You can't tell me they're not. Wizards, what now, 15 and they 16 wins? 16, yeah, 16, 31. Now Bill, and, and Beal has played, you know, some less games there, so maybe they have a little bit better of a record if he plays in some of those. Whatever. It's very, very similar is my point. Blazers have had injuries. So has Beal's Wizards. I mean, they're missing maybe the best player all season. So it's just, to me, it's so, so similar. But then you go, Beal doesn't play any defense. Oh, come on. Lillard is not locking down guys on the defensive end either. He's, he's, his, his job is to go get you 30, get you 7 assists, and get his team in a position to win games. And that's what Beal is doing too. The Wizards, the worst team in the league defensively, the Blazers are 27th. They're not good. I was so on, what's the difference? I was on BL All-Star Island by myself for so many years, and now it feels like you've just come over and you're like, hey. I love it. <laughs> I, uh, he, to me, he should be there, and I think he should be over there over a guy like Tatum. That's who I pick, but I could even you can make a case for even a couple other guys. I'm just a little shocked he didn't make it. Yeah, I saw people saying Kyle Lowry shouldn't be an All-Star last night, Ben Simmons, and... The most extreme take of all from a man I didn't expect it, 
Tom Haberstroh saying Zach Levine should be in the All-Star game over Chris Middleton? Excuse wow, me. Wow, wow, That's even a little bold for me, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Slow your road, Tommy. But I think the difference, for me, the difference between Beal and Lillard okay. and even Zach Levine is those 10 games he missed. The Wizards would have a better record than the Bulls if Bradley Beal didn't miss 10 games. And the and it, he could, the Wizards could be very close in record to uh, the Blazers if Bradley Beal hadn't missed 10 games. So, uh, you know, I think that that is... That's got to be a factor. Coaches okay, yeah. coaches are the people voting on this, and of the four groups who are voting, the fans, the players, the media, and the coaches, coaches care about winning every single night more than anybody. Yeah. Right? Their job depends on exactly. it. Exactly. A coach yeah. wants to win every single night. Yeah. Um, that being said, Bradley Beal, I think the stat was that he has the highest points per game in 40 years to not make the All-Star game. That's pretty intense. It is. It is. Because you're right. Out after the idea of wins matter, team success matter, with the coaches picking, usually then the next thing is, or right there, is like, who is just impossible to stop and who scores a ton? Because the coaches are game planning on how to slow a guy like Lillard or Beal or any of these guys that are flirting with the 30 points. I know we'll get to Booker. Same thing. It's like, those are the guys you're game planning for. <laughs> it's like, how do we slow this guy down and maybe uh, help our chances to win? So... Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a bit of a bummer that he's not in there, especially have having already made the All Star team is the other part of this. That's a little that's surprising. a little strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, Giannis thinks it's not Beal. It's he doesn't think it's Brown. Mm-hmm. He returned to Twitter, I guess, because Giannis was gone. Right? He closed down his social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know why what the reason was. I'm not sure we ever got the reason. It seemed tied a little bit, maybe, to Kobe's passing. I think that's yeah, that's what it was. Yes. Yeah, but he came back uh, last night to tweet, how on earth are we about to have almost 50 wins before the All-Star and we don't have three All-Stars in the game? Eric Bledsoe is an All-Star. This was Giannis saying this, too. Saying Chris Middleton got in, that's great. We should also have Bledsoe. (laughs) John Hollinger has been saying for a couple of weeks that Eric Bledsoe is in the friend zone. Coaches, players, fans, media, they just don't look at him as an All-Star, you know? So he's in the friend zone, and for me... He's staying in the friend zone. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't think he's an all-star this year, but I can but see the I, argument yeah. of, hey, if we have the best team, we need to have three guys. That's not a real argument to me, but that's an argument that people make. Yeah, It's as real of an argument as Zach Levine would be the most exciting player of any all-star reserve if he were an all-star reserve, and that's why he should be there for me. But, I mean, that's not a real argument either. It's right. like, it's no, like you, you're just, yeah. you can like make up a different take for every single guy yeah. on here if you really, really want to. Yeah. 100%. As I just proved, like comparing Beal to Lillard. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what's the difference? We think he's a lock. Why don't we think this guy's in there? Exactly. You're no doubt. I like Giannis coming back to social media with that <laughs> with that zinger, though, with that Supporting take. Supporting his guys. Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Build them up. you got to love that. All right, well, who's the biggest snub in the West then? <laughs> well, this one... I think it's fairly easy. I think it's it's Devin Booker. Yeah. Now, uh, from our picks the other day, I didn't have him in mind to uh, try to create a little debate there, but I actually didn't really think he was going to miss out. I thought oh. he was going to make it. Uh, I thought he would make it over Westbrook, but Westbrook played his best basketball of the year at the right time. He sure did. Absolutely no question he's in for that reason in my mind. But I think if you look at Brandon Ingram being in and Devin Booker being out, I think it helps to be... Uh, a better player on a different losing team. And by that, what I mean is what we're seeing from Devin Booker is putting up great numbers on the same losing team. Brandon Ingram is putting up better numbers than we've seen, but he's lost. He still hasn't won as many games as Devin Booker, but he's doing it for a different team, so it stands out a little bit more. That's kind of an argument that I'm trying to trying to justify here because otherwise, Ingram should be out and Booker should be in. Well, isn't it just a simple... 
uh, position problem here? Isn't that what happened? Well, is that? But, but I mean, well, I okay. don't know. I can't decide. I can't figure out. Do they have to follow the two-three-two? <laughs> two guards, three forwards, two wild cards. Yeah. I feel like we see that said that they have to do that. The coaches do. Ernie was and adamant about it on inside, but Zach Lowe is like, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. what is it? Which one is it? Because and I think it's more like. If you can stick to it, but you don't have to. That's okay. what I would say. Okay, the, right, the, right. Because to me, is. it feels like it. That is to me the only way I can wrap my head around Ingram being selected over Booker. It's because they needed a third forward because you got Jokic and Gobert. Okay, Ingram's a forward. He's on a forward on the ballot, and then we have all these other guards with, with Lillard, Booker Mitchell, having to battle yeah. Lillard and Mitchell and Westbrook and Chris Paul. Yeah, but I'm yeah I keep I'm so up, I'm just frustrated with that because exactly Zach Lowe says it doesn't matter. So which one is it? It does or it doesn't. To us. Anyway, I guess it's up to the coaches. <laughs> scrap them all. Scrap taking. all positioning and scrap. And the conferences. And conferences, yeah. absolutely. Just get the best uh, 24 players or the most deserving. Yeah, this like Beal, that's your guy. Booker's my guy. Yeah. It's, it sucks. I mean, I can't believe he's not in here because for him, it's got to be super frustrating. Because over the last couple of years when he's been a borderline all-star player and has never made it, of course, you hear like the counters are, well, your team's garbage wins some games. Well, they have. I know they're not 500, but they've won games. They have 20 wins at the All-Star break. They're in a playoff race. The Blazers have one more win. The Pelicans have one less win. Okay. Then they say, well, no, no, no. A couple years ago, you're too young, man. Don't worry about it. You're too young. Wait your time, young fella. But then you see Ingram, who's younger than Booker. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's in there over him. Well, and they're like, oh, you're not efficient enough. You know, you're just a high-volume scorer. you still got empty stats because you're on a bad team. Well, he's scoring 27 points per game on 51% shooting from the floor, 37% from three. He's money at the line. His true shooting percentage is through the roof. And he's doing stuff. I mean, you guys saw the tweet going around. The only players in NBA history to average 27 points per game and six assists per game on 50% shooting in a season are LeBron, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Steph Curry, and Oscar Robertson. Booker is doing that right now. That's mind-boggling. And not on the bottom of the barrel yeah. team. You can't. He's but in it, the mix. So. It does feel a little Groundhog Dayish, though, for me with with the Suns. You know, it's like we know he's been a good player for a couple of years. We're still waiting for him to take that leap. Again, this is going back to my point. But I'm saying has, earlier. But he has taken a leap. Well, but you but, can't argue he hasn't. Okay, he you has. Can't. But I'm saying Ingram stands out more. I think. Because he's on New Orleans, and it's like he's clearly involved, uh, you know, developed his game. That's just the argument I'm making here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not saying he's more deserving. I'm just saying, a new team, new new uniform. Oh, this guy is different. All of a sudden, he's an all star now. When he's really oh, yeah. just he's putting sure. up the numbers, he's the new cool kid that just exactly. came to your school, yeah. or the new cute girl that just came. Whereas to school. the Suns started off the season, you know, pretty well. And Booker, I remember early on, was actually talking a bit of trash and getting into it with a bit, little bit of players. Looks like he'd shown some growth in his game. But again, it sort of is like they've just regressed back to the mean of like, yeah, we know he's good. Team's not very good. Sorry, you're not ready yet. That's it's all about timing. Yeah, Pelicans started slow, turned it on. You gotta, Absolutely. you gotta peak at the right time. It's like Russell Westbrook. I feel like the coaches pulled a mind trick on themselves. They're like, Harden is killing us. We would be happier playing four on three with Russell Westbrook handling the ball. So for the past month, it's been four on three, Russell Westbrook handling the ball, and now coaches are like, man, this guy's killing us. What were you thinking? You gave him the advantage, so now they're like, kind of patting themselves on the back, like, <laughs> we made this guy an all star. Yeah. That's very strange to me, but. I don't know. So uh, if you so so if you you believe Booker, I, I assume Booker I had on Ingram, I had on Westbrook would be the guy. Off yeah, for me, I was for just sure. I was just yeah. gonna ask you that. So yeah, if you're if you're taking it out, you're taking on another guard, and I think that's fair. So would I. I mean, he just Westbrook just timed it perfectly. Yep. He went on his tear, 
right at the right time. He's fresh in everybody's mind while Booker sort of just been doing it and had the, you know, sort of, I mean, Westbrook missed games. He misses games too. He does the whole, like, yep. he basically is doing load management We for whatever reason pretend he's not i don't know you know it's so strange it's frustrating i saw espo i think this is a good point this shouldn't really go into the coaches picking him or you know leaning towards picking him for this reason but he asked at espo a son's you know writer blogger i'd imagine the all-star snub is especially hard for booker this year with the game going to be focusing on honoring the memory of his idol kobe bryant that's just a another like punch to the gut there for him and we saw james jones the Suns GM, you don't see this often, coming out with the statement right away, I've played with and against multiple All-Stars in this league, and Devin Booker is undoubtedly an NBA All-Star. You don't see that very often. I mean, you see the players. You don't like it? <laughs> no. Oh, all right. I mean, I'd like to hear from Devin Booker. I, I liked hearing from Bradley he Beal more an than hearing from uh, Bradley Beal's fiance and his agent. I want to hear from you. I want to see... Uh, well, like I would Rudy say Gobert both those crying. guys did. Yeah, both, both those did. guys. Uh, Booker didn't play last night. That's a that's the difference. Um, no, prior to the game, he said, "I'm an all star." <laughs> He's been saying that for years. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. every player is going to say so. But I want to hear your reaction afterwards. I want to go. I want to see you be like Bradley Beal and go have a huge night afterwards. I don't need to hear from your GM who. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just doing his job. Yeah, he's supporting yeah, yeah. his guy. Of but course, there's a reason we haven't seen that very much. So let's hear from you guys who you got as your biggest snub, but you got to take somebody off too. Uh, moving on, because we could go on that all night, uh, all day here. Which first-time All-Star are you most excited for? Because there's a ton. If you count the starters, I think there's nine mm-hmm. first-time wow. All-Stars. Nine, because mm-hmm. there were six reserves, and then Trey, Luca, and Pascal Siakam mm-hmm. as the starters. So wh- which of all that bunch are you most excited for? Bunch to choose from, of course. They're all great. I, I guess Donovan Mitchell. I think uh, in a game like this, he could really... Uh, I mean, his dunks tend to be the same, but he gets the legs flying, yeah. and he throws them out of nowhere. He can crush it on guys in the paint. He can hit a couple of threes as well. So this is a sort of game where I think he could really flourish, you know, because he can do it all. He can pass. He can do everything. So, uh, And it tends to favor guys who are a bit more flashy rather than someone like a, a Rudy Gobert who might get eight blocks. But no one cares about that in, no, a, in no. an All-Star game. So. You must be kidding me. Rudy Gobert is my favorite first-time All-Star. I want him to come out and pull a Joakim Noah. Remember, Noah was like guarding way too hard for the All-Star, yeah. but he's like, hey, that's what I'm here for. There's going to be a lot of dunk attempts. Rudy Gobert should try and block every single dunk attempt. That would be hilarious. That would make people excited for Rudy Gobert to actually be there. That's a good point. Yeah, you get you pick some of you these You think guys it's easy? Not yeah. on me, buddy. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Bring it in. I like that. No, yeah, you you got to be happy for both the Jazz players. You know, making their first all social selection is pretty cool. They're doing it together. It'd, too. Be, it'd be good if they're on different teams, so maybe we can see. Ooh, you know, wow. Dono try to cross him up. You know, maybe. oh yeah, that's what Gobert said. Was uh, yeah. I hope I get to go against him and try and stop him. I love playing with him, but I want to block him. Yeah, yeah meet him at the rim. Yeah, uh, th- those are my picks as well. I'm pretty happy for both those guys, uh, especially. A, <laughs> look, you know, we we joke we're not losing sleep over it. But these guys take this seriously. I mean, if you if you believe you're on that level, you want to be there, especially if you've never made it. Especially if you got a bonus in your contract, yeah, too. Yeah, and that. Oh, yeah, let alone that uh, with money on the line. I mean, but he was – Gobert last year was uh, – he was upset. He was uh, obviously you know, showing some emotion that he wasn't picked. He, he thought he was deserving, and so they finally got him there. One more question from this, and we'll get to the all-star format. Giannis is going to have the first pick when it comes to the reserves because LeBron's got the first pick – Overall, with the starters, but they have to pick from the starters first. They got to pick from those eight guys. So Giannis will have the first pick when it comes to the reserve. Who do you think he should take? Okay, two questions. Who do you think he will take? 
And then who do you think, if, if you know, you didn't have to worry about any sort of teammate loyalty or stuff like that, who would you pick if you were in his shoes to try and win the game? He's going to take it boring. He's going to pick Chris Middleton That's first. That's right, why I asked twice. 100% what's going to happen. But this could also be Giannis's time for a heel turn. What if instead of taking Chris Middleton, he takes Jimmy Butler with the first pick? People are like, whoa, 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 whoa. On Miami Heat, next pick around, he takes Bam Adebayo, whoa, whoa. his close friend. Uh-oh. That's two Miami Heat. Let me, let me hop on Hoops Hype here and check their salary page. <laughs> what? They've got a ton of cap space? The summer that Giannis is a free agent? Just like that, Giannis is a villain. Yeah. What a heel turn. What a heel turn. If he doesn't pre- – I mean, Chris Middleton basically last night on TNT was like, yeah, he's, he's going to pick me. <laughs> he's yeah, gonna, yeah, 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 he for sure is. Yeah, yeah, because he did last year too, right? I'm hoping – obviously, he's taking Middleton first. Yep. I'm hoping what he does, though, is he gets Siakam on his team. And he gets Embiid on his team. Yep. And oh, then he can get, build that world team. Exactly. Jokic. He can get Ben Simmons. Gobert. He can get Sabonis. Gobert. That's what I'm hoping for, that Giannis builds the international team and sends a message. This is what we're going to get sooner rather than later. Right. So it's close. I mean, there's I a mean l- his chances from the starters alone to b- start building the world team are there yeah. with Luca in the mix as oh, well. Oh, Luca, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping that that's what we get. The little bit of, uh, you know, international versus American rival. There'll be, the problem is there's going to be a couple of guys on that international yeah, team who yeah. are Americans. But that's okay. That's okay. We can, uh, who, can we, who can we make a case for that's, uh, that would play for the international team and be proud? Okay, mm. I like that. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Sure. Oh, Had yeah, sure. success yeah, yeah. in Canada. Perfect. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's like Canada's hero. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So what does that bring us to? How many guys uh, do we need a couple more? There's four, there's five, more, six, seven, eight, oh. nine with Lowry. So we need three more. Oh, that's a lot more. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll think that over. Yeah. We'll think that over. But you want to see Giannis lean into the world sort yes. of format, try and build it by himself. Exactly, yeah. And, and I like where Trey's going. He wants that that switch it up, go villain, don't take Middleton, see what happens. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get another trade in this year's... Uh, oh, Yeah. Remember? <laughs> yeah, that, I forgot it, about was that. Was it Simmons for Westbrook? Yes, or am I insane? yes it yeah. was. Yeah. And, uh, and who went last last Beal, year? Beal, I think it was. I think yeah, it was, right. too. Yeah. I think it was, too. All right, let's get to this new NBA All-Star format. NBA's changing it up, guys. Scores will be reset to begin the second and third quarters, and a target score, with a Kobe Bryant tribute twist, will decide who wins, all with $500,000 for charity at stake. So... Let me explain this very, very simply for some of the listeners out there. It's not hard. It really is. It looks like way too much info, and it's like a little confusing at first, but it's not. It's 0-0 to start quarters 1, 2, and 3. So it is like mini games within those three quarters. $100,000 on the line each quarter. That's going to charity. So look at it just as a tiny little game. But you take those scores, and you add them all up to start the fourth quarter. So let's say it is 100-95, to Team LeBron right now over Team Giannis after you've added up those three little mini-games, the first, second, and third quarters. You then take the score that's ahead at the time, the higher score, so the 100 in our example, and you just add 24 to it. That's the Kobe tribute twist there. The clock is off in the fourth quarter, and it's just the first team to hit that magic number. Again, it would be 124 in the example I just gave you. That wins the All-Star game. So... It's, it really isn't that, you know, once you just put it like that, it's not that hard. Now, whether or not you like it is a whole other story, a whole other question. So let me let me hear your thoughts. Is this the NBA trying to do a little too much? Do you, do you like the idea that they're trying something? Like, have at it. What do you think? Why not try something? Why not? It's the all-star game. No one cares who wins. 
the NBA, you know, people can't say, oh, it's boring, it's boring. They've got to get them get back to playing games. And then when the NBA tries something, people go, oh, what? I don't understand. This is crazy. It's like you may as well try to make it fun. And I think this will be more fun because you're going to see, you know, teams battling for, the, for that um, win each quarter. Yeah. And charity is going to benefit from it. So people are going to go for it. And then at the end, you actually have like, all right, this is, the, this is what we're playing to. Like we play pickup ball. You know, you play to eight or nine or whatever your rules are. And it's like, everyone's going to be wanting to get to that position where it's like, you get that last shot to win it and you know they're going to shout, Kobe, when they throw up (laughs) that that, shot. That is the cool part. We're going to have a game-winning or a game-ending shot. I mean, it could come at the free-throw line. That'd be a little anticlimactic. (laughs) But, yeah, we will have a a game-winner, I guess. And, I mean, theoretically, we could have three mini-game winners as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Supposedly, these guys are going to be trying to win the first, second, and third quarters. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, look, that is the issue. It's like, uh, I I do, I get a kick out of this because people that do hate the All-Star game, I am not one of them. I mean, I I love the All-Star weekend, so I'm, you know, I'm such a mark for this. But uh, I love the idea of, like, the NBA is like, oh, you hate the All-Star game? Uh, Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make four All-Star games in one <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> and, I mean, maybe it will stink. But I lo- I'm with you. Why wouldn't you try something new? Exactly. Who cares? The basketball tournament does this thing. That's that the thing in the summer and where Chris Paul, you know, drew some inspiration from this with that type of ending. That's like, okay, there is now a final target score. Have at it. And it seems to – I don't watch the basketball tournament, but by all accounts, people think it's a pretty uh, interesting, fun little twist to it. Sure. Uh, I believe you. Uh, to me, it's like All-Star Weekend. By Sunday, people are exhausted. Usually the All-Star Game is the worst part of the weekend. Yep. Maybe this gets a little bit more eyeballs just to see <laughs> just to see how it works. I don't know. It's the All-Star Game. You can change as much as you want because it doesn't actually matter. And will this actually make the players play harder? Probably not. If you paid them extra, if they were getting the money after every single quarter, maybe that's the way to do it. But then it's like... All the guys who didn't get picked for the All-Star game are like, oh, how come I don't get a chance at that money? It's a, it's very strange, and it just doesn't feel like we'll ever really go back to guys caring to win the All-Star game because they don't necessarily care to win every regular season game. So how are you going to get them to really care about an exhibition game? Just have fun with it. Get your jokes off. I saw basketball jokes last night. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Ball was very... Uh, very popular cones of Duncanshire or whatever that was called from uh, Parks and Recreation. So at the very least, it's good for the content creators out there. We'll yeah. see if it lasts. Yeah, and this is a one-off thing. They said they're going to try it, and if and they're hoping that it maybe does drum up a little bit more excitement and maybe a little bit more com- you know uh, competitive games within the games. Maybe mm-hmm. it does. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, I actually think it could work, but it's going to come down to the guys playing in the game because it also could be the exact opposite. We could get to the fourth quarter and, you know, Team LeBron has won all three quarters handily and now they're up, you know, 40. 100 to 70, yeah, <laughs> yeah, going into the fourth. And it's like, well, it's, this game could be over in a second. That's the other thing. People are like, well, now, oh, the fourth quarter is going to be over in three minutes. Well, but you don't like the All-Star game. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want it to be over in three minutes? It's got to be 48 People minutes. People love complaining about the All-Star exactly game. Exactly right. But then they watch it. Don't f***ing watch it if you don't <laughs> like it. You're not being forced to watch it. Take the week off of basketball. It just drives me insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm If you don't like it, don't watch it. I don't give a shit about the Pro Bowl, so I don't watch it. Oh, they're playing dodgeball? Oh, I might tune in and check that out. I, ain't wa- I don't even know. Do they even play the damn game anymore in Pro Bowl? I don't even know. Because I don't care. I saw a couple downs. Okay. No tackles. I just, the, the constant complaining about it, but then you watch it. So you're a sucker. 
Just don't watch it. You want to send your real messages to tune out and do something else with your Sunday night. Mm. I don't know. That drives me insane. But I do like this point from Kelly Dwyer. <coughs> Hadn't crossed my mind. No, seriously. If this works, this new format, next year, this is Kelly Dwyer, with the game in Indianapolis, the fourth quarter reset could be 31 points for Reggie Miller. I hadn't really thought about it because we got the Kobe tribute, the 24. Mm-hmm. And there's another point. I think I saw Ziller make this. You got to think, the NBA, this didn't, like, they didn't just come up with this all-star format after the Kobe thing. They were like, oh, this would be a cool little tribute Kobe adding the 24. So maybe that number was, who knows, 31, 40, whatever the target number they came up with in their mind. I, I, I'm assuming it probably was higher. Because 24 doesn't seem like a whole lot Not for an in an all-star game. game. Yeah, you can get there very quick in like five or six minutes. But back to Dwyer's point, it's pretty neat. Like, And then, you know, it's in Cleveland then a year after that. Maybe you're, you're celebrating someone else. It's Mark Price or something like that. It's 25 points, whatever. That's a neat little idea sure. that I hadn't thought of because it's like it, it, you can just change it if you want. And it's like, okay, a neat little tribute. Makes every sort of all-star game different. Yeah. Unique. I don't know. Next time it's in Dallas, it'll be a tribute to Luke at the last game. Last will be uh, 77. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Got no problem with that. Anyway, yeah, they're trying but, uh, Ultimately, that's it. The NBA, this is like a free hit for them because the All-Star game has lost its luster. It lost it a long time ago. Why not try something? And if you can get these guys going back to some sort of like, um, you know, uh, outdoor, like pickup game type mentality, yeah. I think you're more likely to get them engaged. And, yeah. and, and that that's to me where I think there's still some progress to be made where you get to the point where maybe it's one year, it's like, all right, there's, there's only 20 All-Stars, there's four teams of five each, and it's king of the court for, you know, up to five wins. And then you and then whoever wins their first, whoever gets to five wins, wins the weekend, the All-Star game's over. Something like that, yeah. I think, because we know what it's like when, when you know, when we, play, when we play pickup ball, we're trying our best, right? No one's out there. <laughs> no right. one's out there. Look, if you lose a couple in a row, you become more determined to, like, I'm just going to, you know, yeah, I've got to get a win. Yeah, you don't want to sit, yeah. Right, and the NBA players on a national stage... If they lose a couple of games, you know they're going to try to win. They're not just going to say, "Yeah, we want to be embarrassed here." You know, that's my that's my my point. Maybe, is- maybe. Look, they don't want. The, no one wants to get injured, so it's not like yeah. they are going to try and dunk on each other and you know throw in elbows and stuff like that. It's not going to ever get to that because no one wants to see that either. But I am with you the idea of like these mini games. Well, what do we want from an All-Star game? We want moments. So maybe we get like a game winner at the end of the first quarter or the second quarter in a tie game, like. We have better chances. We're giving ourselves more opportunities to have those moments, I think is my point. Maybe we will get them, maybe we won't. But I don't mind giving yourself more bites at the apple to have those. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, it could be exciting, but you know, even if it is exciting, people won't remember because I feel like people already forget 2018. The All-Star Game ends with Steph Curry guarded by LeBron and Kevin Durant. And people are like, oh, man, look at this. It came down to the last possession. And But we're talking like there hasn't been a close All-Star Game in the past 40 years. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's just something to complain about because that's how it is. When mm-hmm. something new happens, you got to get your complaints out. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. The NHL changes the format of their All-Star Game like every year, it feels yeah. like. And they still have it. And, you know, you're still going to see Steph Curry throwing a monster oop to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those are the things that people remember, the yeah. cool plays, not necessarily who wins, unless you're Lee Ellis and the very first game you ever saw was an all-star <laughs> game. And it happened to be the most dramatic all-star <laughs> game of all time. If that's if that's how you learned about basketball, maybe you want it to be intense, but it's not always intense. There's a handful of them, and that's why it's special when it is. Wow, that's a crazy what if that you just, uh, you just got to, I think, sort of by accident. What if Lee Ellis... 
that tape, that first All-Star game he gets, is like a, one of the boring ones. Yeah. Like, there, were, <laughs> yeah. there were boring games back in the 80s. And well, like, they weren't all like those, uh, you know, Blackman at the line to win it. No, I mean, I remember 88 in Chicago was good because Jordan finished with like a big run, scored 40 in his hometown. But then 89 was in uh, Miami. I believe that was boring. Well, 1990 was in Houston. You, imagine you got that tape. I know. Maybe you're never I a know. basketball fan. Maybe you're yes. never doing this. You're never know. sitting here. I don't I know. know you. Wow. What would I be doing? Probably the same thing, but just about cricket. cricket yeah. <laughs> and then every once in a while, the cricket guys are like, oh my goodness, he's talking about basketball again. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right. You squeeze so much basketball into this cricket podcast, man. <laughs> All right, Nobody cares about Luka Doncic or whatever his crazy name is. <laughs> hey, we got to get to, uh, we got lots still to get to. We got to get to Lowry and we got the, the Grizzlies, Knicks uh, getting punished. Um, but first, a word from a sponsor. It all comes down to this, Super Bowl 54. Who's going to be hoisting the trophy and spraying champagne when it's all said and done? For me, it's the Niners. Or maybe it's the Chiefies. Either way, (laughs) this season will end on a winning note. Yours can too. This is your last chance to play fantasy football till next season with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from Super Bowl 54. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code RUN, R-U-N, will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar payday, baby. Get in on the Super Bowl 54 action. Download the DraftKings app now and enter code RUN, R-U-N, during sign-up. For a limited time, all new users will get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code RUN and get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. No, I'm not repeating myself. Yes, I am. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. The details. Go Niners! This guy's a big Niners fan. Big Niners. <laughs> huge, huge Niners fan. I remember Joe Montana back in the day. Yes, that yeah. was a player. Yes. Yeah. Who did 1989. He, who did, who did he Bowl. throw to? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was teammates with Jerry Rice. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Was it him? That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite snack at a Super Bowl party? Hmm. I like something healthy. Oh, my God. How would you feel if a quiche uh, was at a Super Bowl party? A quiche? I'm, I'm fine with it myself. I don't, know, I don't know if there'd be a whole lot of other people beating me out for that quiche, but yeah, if there's a quiche there, I'm up for it. Okay, what were you, what's your healthy choice at a Super Bowl party? Like uh, un, uncooked carrots and... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, red pepper, <laughs> and red pepper with guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard someone call them uncooked carrots. <laughs> but not baby ball. carrots. Peel them oh, yourself. Full size uncooked yeah. peeled carrots. <laughs> Organic. Uncooked. <laughs> There's a reason why we never invite you to our Super Bowl party. <laughs> Don't use it as an excuse to just gorge yourself on all sorts of junk. Have a little bit of junk, not all day worth of oh, junk. Oh, thanks, Dad. Balance it out a little bit, that's all. Oh, my God. And Unco- <laughs> hey, we got some uncooked carrots in this Super Bowl party. <laughs> Nope, just cooked, just cooked carrots. Ah, never fear. I brought some. Here you go. Who's got the peeler? <laughs> oh, you just bring the actual bag of carrots. Oh yeah, I bring enough for everyone. <laughs> what do you got against baby carrots? Yeah, 
I just don't like baby carrots for some reason. Mm. I just don't enjoy okay. them. I prefer my carrot to be more authentic. <laughs> more of a fully grown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer my carrots to be able to drive. They seem, you know, the thing is with baby carrots, every time they're in the bag, they come out and they're all just wet and yuck. Okay, you're not that wrong. That is a weird You're not part. wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. But they're still, they're carrots. So then I, I, then I, I put my carrot, then carrots. I put my carrot under the tap to wash it anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta. Oh, they grow on the ground. Hey, have some carrots at the Super Bowl. That's I my will. slogan. I will. I am the guy when I when I eat wings. I love the celery and carrots that come with it. I'm always eating that. I uncooked. Mean, I, I'm, uncooked. Uh, yeah. Well, well yeah, I make be, yeah. sure to make it uncooked celery and uncooked carrots. Sorry. Right? Are you dipping it in that blue cheese? Yeah. No, I'm a ranch guy actually. Oh, but hell yeah, I'm dipping it in that. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Lee doesn't approve. I assume. No, well, of course yeah, he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can, just you would have loved living at my house growing up. Because we always had, I mean, obviously in the spring and summer months and stuff like that, always had on the on the kitchen counter, because we had a garden in the back and we grew our own stuff, um, like un, <laughs> uncooked, I was about to call it, <laughs> uncooked veggies like, yeah. in just a bowl of water. So yeah. radishes, carrots, uh, yeah. celery. Oh, give you know. me some of that radish. Yeah, I love I radish. I love a too. good radish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dad used to wait, do Wait, 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 wait. Cooked or uncooked? Uh, surprise me. Ooh. A lot of bite in an uncooked radish. Yeah, I like Quite it for peppery. your teeth. I like that sort of that crunch. That you ever it gives put you. a little yeah. uh, salt on it? That's no, what, that's, that's what my dad to. used to do. Yeah, try not to. Yeah, you know. All right. <laughs> <sighs> uncooked carrots. My goodness. Uh, Raptors. Kyle Lowry says he was pushed by a fan after diving into the stands last night in Cleveland. The incident came in the final minutes of a pretty close Raps Cavs game. Lowry goes to save the ball. He dives out of bounds, lands in the first couple of rows. It would eventually lead to a very important Ibaka three. But he got pushed. I mean, he, look, the, the, there's no doubt the guy puts his hands on him and either is helping him back into play, pushing him off his lap, some combination of the both. But Lowry was not happy with it. Play didn't stop or anything like that to sort of point him out to the officials because, you know, like I said, Ibaka hit a three and then Kaz are going the other way and it's final couple minutes of the game. But Lowry at the end of the game said, or after the game, I should say, I got pushed and that's the second time it's happened to me. Remember, this happened mm-hmm. in the finals. The next time it happens, I don't know if I'll be able to control myself. Fans like that shouldn't be able to lay any hands on you and shouldn't be a part of our game. My question is, and you know I love Kyle Lowry. I love him. Is Lowry making this out to be a bigger deal than it is? Or is he right? Kind of both, I think. I sort of do, it too. It seemed like a pretty sort of minor too. push, but if you're also not expecting to get pushed at all, I... Why wouldn't you have the reaction, especially considering he has had it happen before? Um, you know, maybe if it's the first time, he's just yeah. he's just saying, we can't have that, which is what he said afterwards. But it was a little bit more menacing, I suppose, uh, saying I might not be able to hold back the next time it happens. Uh, but let's just not push players when they fall into the thing. Yeah, the other thing is, you know, when a guy comes into you and, and, and you know, he lands on you, it's hard to not sort of at least help up. I 100% agree. Yeah. I think it's a pretty natural reaction to, yeah, you're either trying to support the player or yeah. you're trying, yeah, like in a way, sort of get them back out there, I guess. But I you're think, sort of trying to push them back out there. I mean, I guess that's what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And I think the way that Lowry looked back at the fan, he felt that the guy maybe gave him a little extra. Yes. But, yes. but I, I sort of. Because his point, Lowry, is I'll get up. I'm getting yeah. up. Yeah. You don't need to help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't think what the fan did was uh, egregious, but I think. I think maybe just at the end, he maybe just gave him that little extra that Larry didn't appreciate. But again, it's hard. If someone falls down, you don't just sort of put your arms away. I I was going to say, what is the, what are you supposed to do here then in this situation? I'm with you. Like, I don't think you should go putting your hands on people, but 
Also, if someone lands in your lap, you're right. What do you do? Just cr cross your yeah. arms and just lay there? I don't really know. You're yeah. gonna, you're, you're just human reaction is to sort of, sort of help somebody up or push them back out. You yeah, know, that's what you would do if I fell into you right now. I think you would do that. Or would you just let me fall? Uh, <laughs> I would, I would hug you in and never let you go. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that's so that's worse, be. isn't it? Yeah, yes. imagine that. Like they yes. hold on to him. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, looking at the reaction around the the, the spectator who did it last night. It, there didn't seem to be a whole lot of people sort of looking at him as if he did something wrong either, from from my interpretation yeah, of it. Yeah. Like, well, because it, this to me, what this is different than the Warriors one. That one, if I remember correctly, that guy's like reaching across to push him, yeah. and he's not pushing him out onto the court. Yeah, he's giving him a he's shot. He's like so. just, yeah, yeah. He's like leaning over. He's like, oh, there's an NBA player on the opposition. We're in the finals here, grand stage. I'm just gonna push him because I'm. I don't know, an idiot or a jerk or something. Yeah. This one is not that to me. It's not the same. But Lowry, no doubt, is feeling like he didn't need to do that. He gives me a little extra, I guess, is, is, what, he's, is what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what measures the league can do really to sort of prevent this. Because like, this is going to happen. I don't really know. Like, what are you going to do? Are they going to suspend this guy? Are they, he's going to never be able to come back to a basketball game? Oh, that, that is what happened happen. with the guy in yes. Golden State, right? Yes. Got Minority a owner fine. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got a monster fine and banned for a year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. I, I, I honestly don't think this guy is going to get in, in, in any trouble because I, I just didn't feel it was that bad. And, and we saw earlier this year Isaiah Thomas get suspended for two games when he went into the stand to confront a guy. Now, that's different because he, like, walked around and went in there. Um, but, I, I, you know, I don't think this was one of those really bad interactions between a fan and no, player. I think, I, I think Larry did perhaps misinterpret it a little bit, perhaps. I mean, once he looks back at it, he might, he might see that the fan didn't really give him that, you know, huge, nasty shove. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days if the Cavs yeah. do anything about it, if the league does anything about it. But I don't think it was quite, uh, you know, that serious and that severe. Crazy to think that just a couple of years ago we were giving fan of the year to that guy who squeezed Ramon Sessions' butt cheek. <laughs> That's fair, isn't it? If a fa if player comes in, give him a squeeze. <laughs> That's better. Interesting. That is definitely not better. Let's make that very clear. That's not better. Uh, well, the league did come down on the Grizzlies and Knicks for their little scuffle. Two Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marco Guduric. Um, I had to check to see who that was. Not very, uh, I don't know his game that well. Yeah. I thought it was Marco Yarich for yeah, a second. He's not that guy, and he's also not Dan Gadzurich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Or maybe he's both of them. So Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and Marco here. And Knicks guard Alfred Payton were suspended one game without pay by the NBA on Thursday for their roles in that altercation. New York's Marcus Morris was also fined $35,000, not only for his role on the court, but for his comments afterward when he said Grizzlies forward Jay Crowder played with female tendencies. We talked about this on yesterday's podcast um crowder was fined twenty five thousand dollars for escalating the skirmish what everybody think of the punishments there fit the bill a bit weak that marcus morris only got 35 grand he should have gotten more for that even you, though he you, apologized. you believed correct me if i'm wrong you believed he maybe deserved a one game suspension I, I believe he did deserve a one game suspension just for idiotic comments mm -hmm. um again he apologized fine he yep. but uh it doesn't it doesn't remove the fact of what he said just should not be tolerated at all yeah, and you're right. The thirty-five thousand is a low number considering Joachim Noah a few years back got fined fifty thousand for using a derogatory and offensive term during a game, and he was just caught on camera saying it. He's not saying it to the press. Kobe Bryant as well was fined a hundred thousand dollars 
for the same thing to a referee, not to the media. So Marcus Morris is sitting here in the locker room talking about it, saying it on camera, asked the question, repeats it twice. That, to me, just doesn't add up because, I mean, these are derogatory and offensive terms right. as well right. uh, that are coming out of Morris's mouth. So the fact that he got 35000 in 2020 as compared to Joakim Noah getting 50000 in 2011, that seems strange to me. Sure, sure. Let's hear from people out there. Let us know. Hashtag NoDunks at NoDunksInc on Twitter. But let's fire the pun gun now. It's pun gun time. <laughs> well, we've mentioned it's Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and we want to caution you not to overindulge in uncooked <laughs> carrots, because that can lead to problems. So let me hear some of your NBA tummy troubles, like <laughs> Mark Gasol. <laughs> Poops Mensa Bonsu. Nice, nice. Oh, wow. Uh, how about Puka Doncic? Yes, yes. Tom Gurgliota. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Run Artest. Runs. Yeah, runs our test. That's really nice. Uh, Ulcer Jabaka. Ulcer Jabaka, I like it. Not a player, but Brian Trapped Windhorse. We're not going to beat that. Pooh Williams. Of course. Yes. Fartus Gilmore. <laughs> I've done this thing where I'm stuck on one term and I'm yeah, trying to find yeah, the player. Yeah. It's diarrhea. I'm trying to think. Uh, I've been thinking about it yeah. too, man. <laughs> and I'm so stuck. All which I can is think I, of I'm is... so stuck, which is ironic. <laughs> Boris diarrhea. Oh, good. Thanks for oh, saying. Oh, Boris diarrhea. Bar- yeah, that's not bad. Uh, uh, diarrhea related. Emmanuel Moutier pies. <laughs> pies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel <laughs> Poutier too. Sure. Thank you for saying you were stuck because it made me think of Gary Constipatin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a dirty edition of the pun gun. You gotta love it. All right, time for tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night goes to Shams from the Athletic. He tweeted yesterday: Orlando Magic forward Aaron Gordon has committed to the NBA Slam Dunk Contest at All-Star Weekend in Chicago. League sources tell the Athletic NBA and Stadium. Gordon joins Dwight Howard and Derek Jones Jr. as commitments so far. We have three. Dwight, Derek Jones Jr., and now Aaron Gordon. This is good news. This is great news. As long as he leaves the drones at home, this is going to be great news. And I started thinking about this. He's not going to do this, because why would you ever do this? But... Imagine he just did the exact same dunks that he did in 2016 where a lot of people thought he got robbed, right? Awesome contest. One of the best ever. No doubt. Zach Levine winning it. Ultimately, them going back and forth with all the 50s. Imagine he just did, like, the one where he sits under the ball Mm -hmm. or, you know, puts it under his legs. It looks like he's sitting in the chair in midair. The one with the mascot spinning around stuff. Like, it's really funny. Like, I actually think it would get him a win. I don't know why, but that's uh, interesting. Maybe yeah. it would. Uh, but so I think I'd, I'd love to see him get stuff involved again. Stuff was money in those. Mm-hmm. It looked cool, perfect execution. They had obviously done some practicing, um, so maybe he'll do some more stuff. But I'm, I'm excited about this. So Zach Levine, do you think he holds firm if the NBA invites him back? I don't. I think he's. Uh, I think being in Chicago, he'll do it. Mm. I think if it was anywhere else, not a chance. He would be like, no, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going in it. 
I think he'll either be persuaded or we'll just be like, yeah, this is a little, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. like a thank you to the fans or something like that. I'm still holding out hope, even though he didn't make the All-Star game, that, mm-hmm. uh, that he will do it. If I'm Zach, I say, I'll do it if you let me in the three-point shootout as well. Yeah, sure, Saving sure. Get the yeah, yeah, yeah. Nego- both, yeah. Ne- negotiate. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, hopefully he does, because that would be an unbelievable four. And I'm still, again, holding out hope that we're not done at four, that we maybe take it up to six or something like that. But I think if you are looking at 2016, the best dunk contest that has ever been, if you can get Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, then you're adding Derek Jones Jr. And who knows what Dwight still has left in a dunk contest. I'm getting hype. As soon as we get that Zach Levine announcement, I'm going to be going crazy. Yeah, you're right. Levine and Gordon, and then who? almost who cares who else is enough to get you excited. Exactly. Because that's all you're looking for in the dunk contest. You're looking for two guys going at it. I mean, that's why I, I love the concept of going back to five or six guys because, again, like the more bites at the apple, the chances to get to two guys really feeling it that night to go head-to-head because that's what you're going to remember. But, uh, yeah, you got those two. And then Derek Jones Jr., who I have a lot of confidence in, having now been in it to put on a show. And then Dwight's the wild card. Dwight's like a – it could be just a goofy Dwight. Yeah. Like a, it's a laugh or two or – I don't know. Like He's what? had 10 years to brainstorm. I know. My goodness. My goodness. So uh, we will see. We're waiting on, uh, obviously, at least one more commitment from somebody. Hopefully it's two or three. Let's get to pick'em results from Cash It. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying out your big game squares this Sunday. I know Lee likes the Chiefs and the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App is also the easiest way to try and grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want. This way you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. We're also, of course, excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, that's one word, not only will you instantly receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU an amazing organization founded in 1920 that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the United States. So don't forget promo code NODUNKS when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. So we weren't picking from last night's games because it's already over in January. I just wanted to uh, remind everyone of January's final results. Lee, you led the way. You started very hot in the month of January. You cooled off a bit, but you got it going at the end. 13-7. and seven. Yeah, again, it doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't. You know, you're not trying to win this. It's, it's just trying not to but, lose. But what do we know? Maybe people are taking our advice out there, uh, laying yeah. some coin down. You were 13-7. and seven. That's a great, great record. Maybe we add up every single month, and then in the final month, we have a target score that you have to get, <laughs> and the guy behind has to pick so many games to get them right. I, I'm in. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, Trey, you were 12-8. and eight. Very solid. Um, I kept my streak at least alive of above 500 so far for the months. I finished 11 and 9, you know, just a bit above 500. And Tass, as I said, coming in last in January, 8 and 12. Rough month for uh, Tassie there. So he will be paying off January's pick'em loss. We've got a few things in mind. He's obviously away right now having the new baby. But if you've got a suggestion, we're always got open ears. Send them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. If you want to email your suggestion in or tweet at us at no dunks Inc. So that's just a little reminder there for January. Okay, we're almost done with this bad boy here, this fun drop podcast on a Friday. But before we go, 
a little rapid fire fun. After being destroyed by the Grizzlies on Wednesday night, the Knicks showed why revenge is a shower best served cold. Literally. As the New York Daily News' Christian Winfield tweeted that John Morant said the Knicks' visitor showers had no hot water and only three drops of any kind of water coming out. Not good. Guys, tell me about your worst shower experience. Skeets. There actually are no bad shower experiences. And here's why. I'm going to let you in on a, a little old Skeetsy story. So I grew up in Stratford. I grew up in an old house, a very, very old house. And I come from a lot of money. And my house was so old at the time when I was younger that we didn't have a shower. We had only a bathtub. It was a very, very old house. And for whatever reason, my parents didn't install a shower, I guess, because it cost money. And tub it up. We had to tub it up. But that was fine when you're five, six, seven, eight, nine. Once you start getting into your 10s and 11s, it's really weird to have to take a bath mm. to get clean. <laughs> yeah. And I hated it. Of course you would learn to hate it. Uh, so that why is now I just, I respect every shower. Cold, <laughs> cold, cold, you know, a little piddly little thing falling on you. Hurts. It's better than a bath. Now, JD, I know you love a bath, love but a bath. you don't want a bath every no you know, day or something. Not a like mandatory bath. When you're a kid. So... Yeah, that was weird. And then we uh, ripped our house down and finally built a new house <laughs> with showers in it. I, I was wow. going to say, when you go home to visit, are you still drawing no, 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 no. the bath? No, no, no. It was like 13, 14 is when we ripped down our old house and then built a new house with those newfangled showers in them. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy, man, when I think about it. I had a lot of bass when I was younger. I was been wrinkly my whole life. <laughs> I can see why you respect every show. Oh, hell yeah. So be careful with your answers here. All right. I'll flip this table. <laughs> well, when I first uh, tried to think of an answer to this question, I thought, you know, when was the time I'd had, like, a bad shower, like, you know, where you walk in and it's dirty and it's low pressure yeah. and stuff? But actually, when I thought experience, it's really when I'm at home now and say my wife is is out and my two boys are in the house. I'm like, all right, boys, I'm going for a shower. No crazy while I'm in the shower is what I say to them. Almost every single time without fail. Someone's yelling at the other one. There's fighting. There's, you know, yeah. crying. There's some sort of chaos going on. Or my three-year-old will come in almost without fail, start doing their little pee-pee dance. Daddy, I need a pee-pee. I need a pee-pee. Just give me a... Can you hold on for like two minutes? <laughs> no, Daddy, I really need to go. And then he'll start banging on the door to say, get out. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so I come out of my beautiful shower, half washed, half unwashed. I have to then, you know, dry myself like a madman to go and sit on the potty with my uh, three-year-old. So that happens nearly every weekend yeah. at my house. <laughs> JD. Uh, well, at one time, again, I love showers as much as I love baths. Oh, okay, so, good. you know, there is there is no bad shower. But I did have one bad shower experience. Uh, I was sick, and I had a fever that was approaching 107. So my wife made me get into the, an ice cold shower and I was like freezing and it ended up turning into a bath like she just put the plug in and then made me (laughs) sit down in this cold water and then she went and she was like she was sort of you know she was maybe getting a little she's overreacting I thought but you know she was like went and got ice trays out of like (laughs) putting ice into the into the bath and uh, it did actually bring the fever down and I felt a little bit better but at the time it was Hell, it was just oh, the man. worst. Oh. 
No, thank you. I must have felt so cold. <laughs> Next question comes from Jeshua Kid, who writes in to say, For Christmas, my fiance got me an official NBA game ball. 160 bucks, bro. Whoa. I've always wanted one. I was super excited to take it to the gym for my weekly pickup crew to play with. But guess what? They hated it. <laughs> I only get to shoot with it alone because out of the box, it isn't a good ball. Right. Takes two months to be game ready. The question from Jeshua. When was a time you got something you were super excited about, but other people just killed that vibe? Skeets. Um, not too long ago, probably maybe less than a year ago. Uh, I had my uh, oddly a little shoe phase where I'm like, oh yeah, I want to get these shoes. I've always wanted these shoes. Now I can afford them. I'm going to get these, whatever. Start looking at, be it StockX or whatever. So I was like, I always wanted some Air Max 93s. And you know, they obviously are always releasing those in cool colorways. And I think it was the menthol colorway. And I was like, man, I like those. I'm going to get those. Those look cool. Why not? I'll grab them. So I get them. I guess I'm excited to have them. Rock them the first time. My wife hates them. Nora hates them. She's like, what are those? She thinks they- What are those? Yeah, exactly. She dropped down to the ground, rolled over. What are those? She thinks they look like shoes that either nurses would wear or like corrective type shoes or something an old Armenian would wear. Because she said, quote, and quoting Nora, they look like the type of shoes my dad would eventually cut the backs off of and wear like slippers, which is something her dad does, which I actually think is brilliant. That's pretty smart. Wow. Um, like a like a sneaker? Yeah, he'll take like an older sneaker, cut the back <laughs> off, and now it's like a shoe slipper. Okay, that's pretty Yeah, wicked. it's a pretty, pretty cool idea. But uh, she hates them, and now I'm like, I mean, I'll still wear them every once in a while. I don't care that much if she hates them, but now every time I put them on, she's like, uh, is she the only one thinking this? Or like other people are like, oh. <laughs> no, they're cool, man. Look, look at Nurse Skeets coming in here. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's those. And there's other pairs of shoes she does not like either. <laughs> Please. Mine is not a thing, it's an activity Because when we were kids we used to go camping a lot And I remember sometimes dad would come home from work on a Friday Throw the tent in the car And bang, we're off for a couple of nights somewhere to the beach Or a campground somewhere And so I had so many great memories and so much fun That I wanted to experience that with my kids mm. However my wife, who I love dearly Nearly married 13 years now Had an awful camping experience in Peru so any time, and we've sort of started talking about our summer plans now, and I'm saying, well, why don't we go camping somewhere? You know, oh, it was great when I was a kid. When I show her photos, because my brother and his wife and their kids go camping in Australia, and I'm like, yeah. look how much fun they're having. Very, very tough sell. Yeah. Still, so, yeah. <laughs> still can't get my wife to go on board. And her main reasoning is just because of the facilities, and you yeah. know, you know. But campgrounds have improved. <laughs> Even though I haven't been camping in this country. Uh, yeah. but, uh, they must have improved. No, they must have improved. I remember when we were a kid. I mean, three boys in our family, of course, we would, you know, use the trees and the bush or whatever you need to go. But uh, now, you know, as a parent and with my wife, she's like, I just want something where, you know, the facilities are clean and functionable. Uh, yeah. So... Still working on Still it. Still working but, uh, on it? You'll get her there. After 13 years, haven't had any success yet with it. That'll come. Why don't you give her a weekend break? Why don't you just take the boys? Yeah. Boys camping trip, wow. here we go. You know what? I haven't thought about that. I mean, at least that. try it out. Yeah, yeah. Like close by, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, there's yeah. no shortage of places up in the nah, mountains nah, here. Nah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that. a good idea. I've, right. never, I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, Lee didn't know that he could take his own kids <laughs> for, for a weekend from his life. Well, he's obviously scarred by every time he takes a shower. He's yeah, got to come well, out of that beautiful yeah. shower. <laughs> washed. JD. Uh, I'm a very sweaty person, and when I'm working out especially, the sweat pours out of my head specifically. So I ordered some yoga headbands, you know? Yeah. 
and I was very excited. And there, and it was like new technology where it wicks the sweat away, and uh, and then it evaporates. So it's this wonderful technology that doesn't work at all. It's complete. It's just like I'm not wearing a headband, and it just pours out of me. But I kind of like the headbands. I like wearing a headband, and I, and it's similar to you, Skeets. My wife cannot look at me when I'm wearing a headband. She just hates the way it looks. Right. Uh, so it's that. I, yeah. I, I'm excited about these headbands, but I can, I can never wear them because uh, I would like to have sex again. That's yeah, yeah, you're being judged. You're right. All right, final question. Would you like to have sex again? <laughs> Skeets. No, Damian Lillard. He's money from 30 feet, but according to Blazers reporter Casey Holdall, He's considering shooting from past half court yet, but Lillard hasn't done it yet because his coach, Terry Stotts, would, quote, probably lose it if I did that. Probably true. Yeah. Guys, what's something ridiculous you want to try even though people might not like it? Skates. Paragliding. (laughs) Yeah. I know my wife wouldn't like it if I tried it. I'm sure there's other people. Um, But I see it, like, I think I follow too many weird, like, Red Bull accounts on Instagram. (laughs) So I I see these cool videos. Either they're doing awesome parkour or they're doing some sort of cool paragliding. I've never paraglided. I've I've skydived once. Uh, She didn't like that either. That was awesome. I mean, I'd do that again in a heartbeat. Uh, But the paragliding is very creepy looking when you watch those yeah, videos is, man. and man That's it's like scary. they're like these guys like their feet like they'll they'll clip tree tops and stuff like that and women it's 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 wild i don't know if i'll ever do it but yeah maybe one of these one day yeah, I, I think i did that in lima crisis. last year yeah yeah where you go up with somebody or by yourself well you'd have to start with somebody yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. just jump off a mountain with yeah. a with a kite <laughs> it's awesome yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, 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 I know. I like the idea of it. I mean, again, I loved bungee jumping and I loved skydiving, mm. so I don't see why I wouldn't like that. I like heights. I, and I like that concept of being like flying, man. I did it like over the city of Lima a couple of times. Like, there's buildings there, and you're like, oh yeah. I hope he's gonna turn. Yeah, soon. yeah. He I'm did. Sure, but... it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's my answer. <laughs> Uh, has everyone seen the docu movie Free Solo with Alex Honnold? Hell yeah. Yeah, great movie. Like terrifyingly scary, but oh, yeah. great. You know, so he's climbing uh, El Capitan, the rock face in uh, Yosemite National Park. There. Now, I don't want to do that. That's crazy. That's crazy. I couldn't do it. But I'd like to just at least get to the bottom and see how high you could go by yourself. <laughs> just to see. Just to see. I don't think you'd go very high. You would not go very high. I know, I, mean, I know. Hold but... on. You don't rock climb, do you? No, no, no. But uh, you know, saying... I used to like climb trees and stuff all the time as a kid. Anyway, the point is when you watch that movie, like it, it's it's terrifying because you just think of what could happen here. But I'd like to just at least get to the bottom. This is like, you know, <laughs> shooting around on an NBA court. Like you can make a shot. You could never play in the NBA. Mm. So in this instance, you'd oh. be like, I wonder if I could just get like three feet off the ground, you know? You're like, that. yeah. I mean, you like the grips these guys oh, and women are doing. I know. You, by the way, if you actually committed yourself, I think would be a really good rock climber. You're strong as an ox. <laughs> and you got, you know, you got those manly hands. I'm telling you. Years of bar three training. Yeah. Flexibility. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, if you, you should go to a, you know, indoor rock climbing and try that out with yeah. the kids too. Or let me give you another idea. Take your kids. <laughs> they got campgrounds at Yosemite. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. There we go. All right. JD. Uh, luge. <laughs> Same thing though. My wife would would kill me, and oh, nobody yeah. wants to see me in a skin tight. <laughs> oh, contraire. Oh, contraire. Well, maybe some people would. Would, would, you, would you wear a headband? Oh, you under the helmet? Of yes, course. for sure. And over the helmet. 
<laughs> Luge, yeah, that would uh, that'd be cool to try too. You're oh right. Yeah, it would be so cool. But I would fly off the track oh, first man, curve. It looks I mean, there's so no. Scary. Oh well, look. No I mean, you're starting out. You're, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna start out in a four-man bobsled or something like that. Mm. Just sit at the in the middle and just do nothing. Just like shift your weight around a little bit. And Pull then, the triggers. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm literally saying you're just gonna sit there. Well, you help push it, I guess, mm. and then jump in. Yeah. I yeah, bet yeah. you that's. I bet you that's difficult as it is. Yeah. They make that stuff look easy and. You try it. Do they just have like casual amateur luge and bobsled horses? Like, I mean, I, I not mean, here they, in Atlanta, obviously, but like, <laughs> I don't know, Utah. Can yeah. you like go? Yeah, we're going luge this weekend. I mean, the answer must be yes. <laughs> that there must be courses that you can take. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you can't just go. Hey, we're going skydiving <laughs> this weekend. Either you have to go yeah. and right. get certificates and stuff like that. But, yeah, but that's a great point. There's no way you can show up to a luge or a bobsled course and be like, all right. Can Let's I, go. I, I got next. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't do that. I think, right? Or can you? Or can you if you have the sled? I don't know. Yeah. I'll look into that. <laughs> There's no way, I would say. But it just seems so... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. All right. That's uh, Rapid Fire. That's hopefully another classic edition of The Drop. You tell us. Let us know on Twitter. Hashtag NoDunks, at NoDunksInc. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us all week long. Don't forget to rate and review No Dunks on Apple Podcasts, especially five stars only, baby. Follow us on all those social media channels. Keep your emails coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Have a great weekend. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Embrace the Super Bowl, people. <laughs> <laughs>